I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 133 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast. And this week we are talking all things Walt Disney World as we enjoy the happiest celebration on earth this week. It is, of course, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. It's October 1st and we're going to be talking about all of the exciting things that are taking place in Orlando. But before we head into that, let's have a quick look at all of the other exciting things that have been happening this week. So starting off in the OG park this week for news and Disneyland, they have put up new face covering signage around the park stating that masks must be worn at all times in indoor locations throughout the resort. The sign also details what types of masks are acceptable. So no chainmail masks, for example, they are the chain the masks are literally made up of chains very pointless um so yeah don't expect those signs to be disappearing anytime soon from Disneyland the fact that someone like that someone must have worn chain mail otherwise it wouldn't be on the sign and I love that that makes me laugh a lot and then heading over to the other coast with the park that's celebrating its 50th anniversary this week Walt Disney World lots has been happening first of all a chat Disney exclusive after we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger last week I am absolutely beside myself to announce that myself and my new husband Grumpy are going to be going to Walt Disney world this time next year we're going september 2022 so expect to hear a lot more about that trip and i will let you know which resort we booked later on in today's episode and heading over to epcot so epcot's seen a lot of large crowds over the last couple of weeks as the space 220 restaurant opens i still don't know if it's 220 or 220 or 220 i have no idea what the official way to pronounce that restaurant is this is of course the restaurant that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago where you are blasted off earth into space. Some people have been waiting as long as three hours to get a table. So if you are heading over to Walt Disney World, now that the US borders are open for us UK residents, make sure you get your dining reservation well ahead of time for that one. And sticking with Epcot, we've seen some really exciting new merchandise for the Food and Wine Festival. And I really hope that they have something as good as this next year when I go, because I would buy this in a heartbeat. The Spirit jersey says sweet as pie on the back and it's a kind of lattice detailing with apples and Minnie is picking apples to make an apple pie. It's the cutest thing ever. But I think even more exciting than that is a new Dooney and Burke bag that's come out for the food and wine. And I've never seen a collaboration with a brand for a festival before. Maybe I've just been blindsided by this, but it looks amazing. It's a tote bag. It's sky blue and it's got this motif Belle, Lumiere, the grey stuff, lots of Be Our Guest inspired things. But then it's also got outlines of all of the World Showcase sort of landmarks. So the Eiffel Tower, the Moroccan Pavilion, the Mexico Pavilion. So it's a true fusion of Disney culinary with Be Our Guest and also the Food and Wine Festival, which is awesome. Definitely go and check it out heading over to Animal Kingdom. This one might be a bit controversial, but for those of you that have been to Dino Land and ridden Primeval World, you may or may not be disappointed to learn that the attraction is being demolished. Now, I don't think Primeval World is exactly, you know, the the sort of um, bench post for great Disney Imagineering, 
but it's a family fun ride. I like it. So I am sad to see this one go. And fans that are heading over to Walt Disney World anytime soon might be pleased to know that there are rumors circulating that face character meet and greets are returning. Now, this has come because some signage has returned at Ariel's Grotto. And obviously, Ariel's Grotto is a little mermaid meet and greet. So could this be indicative of princess meet and greets returning? Watch this space. And finally, as we've mentioned many times today, Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom are turning 50 this week. And we've got lots more exciting news to come in the rest of the episode. That was a mouthful. That was, I know. Very happy birthday to Walt Disney World. We will be talking more about that, as you said, later on. Heading over to Disneyland Paris, our more local park. And there are some new treats available in the Walt Disney Studios Park. So there are Laughing Cow Ganache White Chocolate Flow, Flow from Cars, cupcakes now available at the Laugh and Go truck in Walt Disney Studios. This is the truck that is sponsored by Laughing Cow. There have been lots of treats and things popping up on social media. So if you are heading over to that park anytime soon, do be sure to check out the truck. And more of Sleeping Beauty Castle has been revealed as Disneyland Paris refurbishment continues. And I'm sure that we will be talking lots about this as more of the castle gets revealed. Very exciting. Heading over to a galaxy far, far away. Only one piece of news from the Star Wars universe this week, but it's a big one. So Marsha Lucas, and Marsha Lucas, for those of you that don't know, is the ex-wife of George Lucas. She was married to him for over a decade. She was also an editor on the original Star Wars trilogy, and she actually won an Oscar for her work on Star Wars A New Hope. So basically, a very credible source when it comes to commenting on the Star Wars universe. She said that she is furious with Disney for the most recent Star Wars trilogy. She was interviewed recently and said that she doesn't believe that Kathy Kennedy, who is the new head of Disney Lucasfilm, or J.J. Abrams, the director of the two of the most recent Star Wars movies, he didn't do the middle one, she says she doesn't think they have a clue about Star Wars. She said that she was absolutely furious that they killed off Han Solo and added, I think it's really important for them to appeal to a woman's audience. So now they've made their main character this female who's supposed to have Jedi powers, but we've got no idea how she got the Jedi powers. We don't know who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible, just terrible, awful. You can quote me, J.J. Abrams, Kathy Kennedy, come talk to me. Oh, interesting. I would like to see if uh, Disney respond to this. I doubt they will. But uh, yeah, well done for speaking up, Kathy. Kathy Kennedy? Marsha Lucas. Marsha Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) I just caught the name, Kathy Kennedy. Heading over to Disney Plus for some news. There is a lot of news this week. And November the 12th will be two whole years since Disney Plus launched in the US. And Disney are coining this Disney Plus Day. Very, very exciting. And with this, we're getting lots of brand new content. So this includes a new series of Olaf shorts called Olaf Presents. We're also getting a Luca short called Ciao Alberto. Very intrigued to see what that entails. We're getting a special on the legacy of Boba Fett. And the Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will also be available to all subscribers. 
And final bit of news for you all this week for our UK listeners. We know there are a lot of you. There is a brand new official Disney podcast that is geared specifically towards those Disney Park fans that are based in the UK. So the podcast is called Journey to the Magic and it's hosted by Giovanna Fletcher, who is a very talented entrepreneur, writer, and of course, the wife of Tom Fletcher from McFly. So the show talks, as I say, about Disney parks, those that are loved by those of us in the UK and each episode features a celebrity guest. So definitely give that one a listen. We're very excited that the UK Disney podcast community is growing and the fact that Disney have got their own UK Disney travel podcast now is really exciting and hopefully means that they know we're here and we should get some really cool stuff in the future specifically for us in the UK. And that is pretty much everything that has been happening in the world of Disney this week. It's a lot And even more has been happening as we now dive into the main part of today's episode, talking about everything that's coming to Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary. So 50 years, I mean, it's half a century. This is a huge achievement. This means that you know, I think about, I mean, I'm 30, I'm I'm hardly young, but people who are, you know, 49 years old, they've never lived their life without Walt Disney World being a thing. Yeah, this is crazy. And yeah, like our parents would have been young children when Walt Disney World opens. Like my mum frequently, I know it wasn't the first part to open, but my mum frequently talks about how she remembers when they opened Epcot. And how she always really wanted to go and she's still never been. But yeah, I feel like this is a real significant one for a lot of people, being that it probably, apart from Disneyland Paris, because it is so close to us, Walt Disney World probably is the UK's favourite park, I would say. Oh, 100%. Like, I think what's interesting... And I wonder if it's that timing, you know, because you've got that generation. I mean, our parents aren't boomers. They're what, Gen X, I think. Or Gen, what? No, we're Gen Y. I think they're Gen X. doesn't matter. That age group, they've got this real, like, and I'm generalizing here. There are, there are people who've never been to a Disney park, but a lot of families with parents that sit in that sort of Gen X generation have got this real aspiration about taking the kids to Walt Disney World in Florida. It's like a a rite of passage. Like I've spoken to people with sort of kids that are like seven and they're like, oh yeah, no, we're going to do it. We're going to, and these are people who don't care about Disneyland. Like some of them have never been to Disneyland Paris. I can think of my mum's cousin, Carly. She's like, the girls like Disney, but they're not like hugely, hugely into it. But it was like this thing, like as soon as the youngest was kind of five, she was like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to take them. And, and they've been and they loved it. But it's just interesting. And I, and I wonder if it's because these people remember, you know, the excitement. California, unfortunately, was past their time. You know, they, that was already established when they were born. And then Disneyland Paris, you know, I really remember Walt Disney Studios Park and the Tower of Terror being on the adverts for, for DVDs and VHSs when we were growing up. So again, I wonder if, you know, Disney are marketing geniuses. And I do wonder if, you know, the timing of this park has just perfectly captured that Gen X audience. Definitely. Yeah. I think you're completely right there. And I think, you know, being that it is really the flagship park as well. I mean, when you think about California, I went there as a, as a child. I first went when I was 10, but with Disneyland, you know, in California, it's, it's only two parks. 
it's not enough, you know, to spend a week or two weeks there. And if you've got young kids, you're not going to go all the way just for a week to California. So what else do you do? Road trip around. Maybe your kids aren't really going to be into that. So I think that's why a lot of people choose to go to Walt Disney World as well, because there is so much on offer there and it's such a family orientated park. But let's talk about some of the stuff that they are doing for their 50th um, anniversary. So I think one of the most exciting bits of news that will obviously affect you, Mercedes, is that their celebrations are going to continue for 18 months into early 2023, which does mean that when you go in September next year, they will still be celebrating the 50th birthday. I mean, I'm spoiled, right? I just by fluke, and you know, I really have to thank the pandemic for this. I'm going to be in Disneyland Paris for the 30th. And then later that year, I'm going to be in Walt Disney World for the 50th. And I don't know why I've got this thing about the anniversaries. I, I do think, and I'm sorry, Tash, I know this is on my band list of things that I talk about too regularly, but I do think it's because of the fifth anniversary of Disneyland Paris. It's not every day you see jester hats on the castle. I think it's like burnt into the back of my brain. And then you and I went to Disneyland Paris for the 15th. And again, that was just a bit of a coincidence. So I think because I have caught these anniversaries in the past, it's like, oh no, now I have to continue. You know, I can't do the 5th, the 15th, the 25th, and then not do the 30th. Like, um, especially Disneyland Paris, it feels very, very close to my heart. Like they're going to be turning 30 in March and I will be 30 still just. Um, so, you know, it's it feels like there's a synergy there. So yeah, I'm absolutely so thrilled that I'm going to be there for the 50th. My plan was to go this year. My sister's turning 21 next week. I've just had a big birthday and we wanted to do it together. We're not doing it together. Funnily enough, she is going to California next year. She's got a friend who lives in LA. So it just makes sense for her to go do that. She's never been there before. Um, And I'll be going with Grumpy for, for the celebration. So lots of good stuff that will be there. And I think actually our trip is perfectly timed because there are two big attractions that are actually coming out as part of the 50th anniversary celebrations, but they're not going to be coming out until summer 2023 to 2022. I had to think about that. God, what year is it? What day is it? Summer 2022. So if you are thinking about going to Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary, it might be worth waiting until the end of summer or even autumn next year because you are going to catch these two flagship attractions. And they are, of course, Tron, which is going to be next to Space Mountain and Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which will be in Epcot. So yeah, extremely jealous that you're going to get to ride Tron again because that is one of my all-time favorite Disney attractions. And I don't know when the next time I will go to Walt Disney World or Shanghai is to, to ride that ride. And the Guardians of the Galaxy as well. I'm obviously not a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, but how exciting that you will get to ride a new coaster in its opening year. Yeah, I, I absolutely can't wait. And I know that when they made the change to the Tower of Terror in California, the Guardians overlay, there was a lot of controversy. But as I've said many, many times before, I've been on that attraction and it's absolutely out of this world, no pun intended. And so I have absolutely no hesitations that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is going to be just as good. So very, very exciting. And I think one of the other things that has been probably the most covered when it comes to the 50th anniversary celebrations are these new 
golden 50 friends fab 50 statues that are all over Walt Disney World Resort and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago in the news section and at that point in time we'd only seen sort of the fab five so Minnie, Mickey, Goofy etc but we've now seen some more of these golden statues and they're absolutely breathtaking I don't know if you've had a chance to look at them yet Tash but I think my two personal favorites the first one Cinderella it's absolutely gorgeous and there's a really gorgeous picture circulating I think the Disney Parks official Instagram have actually really shared this picture because it is so striking somebody has managed to capture this this photo of this golden Cinderella she's in her sort of rags and she's she's um mopping the floor cleaning the floor it's very similar to the Cinderella that we see in the fountain in Disneyland Paris outside Auberge and somebody has sort of just managed to capture it with the castle in the background this deep blue sky and this gorgeous rainbow honestly it looks edited it probably is let's be fair but it's absolutely breathtaking so that's one of my favorites and I've also seen a really gorgeous one of Lady and the Tramp that I really enjoyed as well. Yeah, I love these statues. I have seen the Cinderella one, but not that exact image that you're talking about. But yeah, I really like these. I feel like when you go, you're going to need like half a day just with a list of the 50 characters to go around and just tick them off and spot them. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. I don't know how keen uh, a grumpy will be. Obviously, this trip is a is a grumpy centric trip. There's a lot of bargaining and negotiations that have been made. Um, one of them is that he can visit the golf course. So I'm going to be a Disney golf expert by the end of this. So if anyone has any Disney golf booking requirements, I will be your girl. Yes, I'm actually really. I know we'll talk about this a lot more as we talk about your plans and, you know, everything that you're going to do in Walt Disney World. But I'm actually really intrigued because Disney and golf for me is like two completely separate entities. So I'm really intrigued to see what it's like and like how the Disney ties into the golf element and if it does in any way or if it is just a golf course. Yeah, I think that, yeah, great question. I was the same. So I've already looked at the Golf Pro shop because I just have, and they have Disney golf merchandise. So I don't know that Grumpy will want any of this, but like golf towels, golf balls, like those little, oh God, I'm letting him down here with my lack of golf knowledge. But the things that you put, like they look like boots and you put them on the end of your golf club to protect them. They're normally like leather like and brown, but you can get like Disney ones. So there's definitely some Disney elements in that sense. And I think in the golf course as well, there's like hidden Mickeys and things like that. But also, I think with the level of care and service. So I called Walt Disney World the other day because I'm a nerd and I've never used my Disney experience before because it launched about a month after I last went. It's been a decade. And I wanted to get ahead and just know how to use it and do like practice food orders and everything. And it wasn't sinking. So I had to call them. And it just so happened that the cast member I got through to used to work on the golf like hotline. So he was like a golf expert. So I was like, perfect. And one of the things that he told me is that, and this ties in nicely with something else we need to talk about today. Um, but he asked which resort hotel I was staying at. And I told him, and he was like, well, if your husband wants to play golf like early, which I assume he will, I mean, he's already gone today to play golf and Tash and I are recording this at 8am this weekend. And he said, if, if he wants to go early, we will send complimentary transportation for him. Amazing. That's so good. Yeah. And also makes me slightly nervous about how expensive the golf's going to be. 
yeah I guess that is something else you have to have to factor in but uh yeah very very exciting but anyway as I say I'm sure we will talk about that lots more as we talk about your trip so let's talk more about some of the things that Walt Disney World are bringing into the park that are new for the 50th so there's been some talk about PhilharMagic and we know that Coco is going to be added from the 12th of November so this is also something that you're going to see Mercedes I know that you are a fan of PhilharMagic I do feel like this is a bit of an opportunity where they could have incorporated more new stuff into it but I think that Coco is a fantastic film. I love the soundtrack for Coco, so I'm really intrigued to hear about how it adds to the experience of PhilharMagic. Yes, well, it's funny you say that, Tash, because a new permit has been filed for the PhilharMagic building in Walt Disney World, and we don't know what this means. We've got absolutely no idea, but it does suggest that we might see more updates to this attraction in the future, and I would love that. I would love if they did something similar to what we have with Star Tours, where you know a new movie is released, the ride gets an update. I'd love that. I'd love to see a Frozen 2 section. I'd love to see... I can't think of anything. And Moana said, no, I wouldn't. I don't like Moana. But you know what I mean? It would be fantastic if this was an attraction that was updated regularly. And I don't know if this would be possible, but imagine if they could have it like Star Tours where it's different every time you watch it. Oh, yeah, that would be a great idea. That would be really cool. I imagine that it means that if they filed a new permit, maybe they're going to do some more stuff like, you know, at the end where you have Donald crash into the wall, maybe they're going to have some more kind of interactive elements like that around the theatre, I hope. I think that would be quite cool to see. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's a structural thing. So that is not a bad shout. And I would love, I'd love to see that. Huge PhilharMagic fan, but I did first watch it about 10 years ago. So it has, it hasn't really dated, but I definitely think a refresh will be very, very welcome. So that is very, very exciting. And talking about refreshes, the Disney Visa card, which is something I've never personally owned, but I see it all the time when I'm walking around Walt Disney World. It's very well marketed and publicized in Disney Springs, is getting an update for the 50th anniversary. So if you do have a Disney visa, make sure you get it updated so that you've got the new artwork on your card. Very nice. They really are going all out, aren't they, with this? They are. I remember the 50th and most recently the 60th of Disneyland in California, and that was huge. And I always felt like, oh, you know, it's because it's the first one and, you know, the oldest one. And I think there's an element of that, but 50 really is a milestone. Like 50 is amazing. And I I, I can't wait. And I really hope that the pandemic hasn't sort of meant that they've held back in any way with any of this, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it so far. I mean, 50 golden statues is no small feat. No, definitely, definitely not. And I wonder what they're going to do with those 50 golden statues afterwards. They need to go in this Disney Museum that we keep talking about all the time. And uh, other new things that they're bringing for the 50th anniversary is Starbucks are bringing a Disney World Tumblr just for the 50th. Now, these, I'm sure, are going to absolutely fly off the shelves. I don't know how many of these they are making, and I'm sure they're going to have to keep producing them. So hopefully you'll see them when you're there, Mercedes. But yeah, exclusive items like this, I'm sure, are just going to go. Yeah, see, this is a really interesting thing because I'm seeing all of this amazing merchandise that's coming out, you know, and we're talking about the usuals, like the spirit jerseys, the mini ears and stuff, but there's lounge flies as well. And then you've got your smaller kind of grab and go items like your magnets and your pens. And this celebration is going on, as we said at the beginning of the episode, into early 2023. It's going to be an 18 month long celebration. 
And I'm like, is any of this going to be left when I go next summer? I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's always the worry, isn't it? Especially with, we know what people are like today and people will buy in bulk and then flog it on eBay for all those people that aren't able to make the anniversary. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot of that over the next few months and, and year. But hopefully because it is going on for a year and a half, they'll keep producing a lot of this stuff and you'll have some of the stuff when when you go. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a little bit like when I came to visit you in Shanghai and I went in the first year, but it wasn't like for the opening. Can you remember what month it opened in? It opened in June and you came in September. Okay, so, okay, fair enough. I was only a couple of months out, but still, like, the grand opening merchandise was plentiful. And I imagine that this would be the same. Like, it's not like this is a one-week celebration or something. Like, they're going to know that they need 18 months' worth of supplies here. And hopefully by next year, the novelty would have worn off a little bit. And um, I should be able to get my hands on some 50th commemorative merchandise. So, something else as well. You know, you go to Disney stores and 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 shops around the resort, and Disney are becoming a lot more environmentally friendly and a lot more aware of sustainability and that sort of thing. And so, very exciting. We do have some brand new reusable bags. Now, we have seen reusable bags introduced to lots of the parks around Disney World, um, or not Disney World, the World, I should say. <laughs> um, Disneyland Paris have have started to use reusable bags that you can pay for but I think you can still get carry bags now and now and again but Walt Disney World are really pledging with these they're calling them the world's most magical reusable bags um, to try and get rid of plastic and just have these reusable bags and again the big emphasis is on the word reusable you do have to pay for these and the idea is that you take them with you so that you can reuse them as and when you need to buy stuff around the resort. Yeah, I love this idea. I do hope that they are good quality though, because when I went to Walt Disney World last year, they had the reusable bags and they had one for each park and I made it my mission to get one from each park. And they're just like, you know, if you're in the UK, they're like your standard bags for life, but a bit nicer. But they are terrible, terrible quality. Like all of mine have now broken, the handles have come off. So I hope that these are actually reusable. I mean, I guess they're fine for like in the park if you're buying a couple of merchandise items, but yeah, just don't overload them. That's a shame because I the Disneyland Paris ones, I think were really good quality, the blue and white ones that we got in 2020. But having said that, I used them in the park and then I nicely folded and pressed them and put them away. I haven't been using them. So maybe I, yeah, maybe I just haven't tested them out enough. Um, and something else that I'm really excited about for the 50th anniversary. And I really hope that this is something that stays for the full 18 months is a brand new welcome show has been added to the Magic Kingdom. And it's starting this week, October 1st. Now, the welcome show at Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom is iconic. I don't know if any of the other Disney parks, like Disneyland, traditional parks around the world do a welcome show. But I really remember the welcome show from 1998 when I first went to Walt Disney World. There's a video of me actually watching it. 
Um, that's probably why I remember it so clearly. <laughs> and it's essentially just characters welcoming you into the park. So this takes place kind of at park opening for rope drop. It's an incentive to get there nice and early. I don't know if maybe they'll rerun it a couple of times in the morning, but it's just a really amazing thing. Like, you know, we've spoken about this before for if you've never been to a Disney park before, imagine walking in and like Mickey and Minnie are there greeting you, welcoming you. So I think it's going to take place on Castle Stage. When I've seen it in the past, it sometimes takes place on the railway station. And I know that they were greeting people from there during the pandemic as well. But it looks like from what I've seen, it's not just going to be Minnie and Mickey. I've seen really rare characters like Drusella and Anastasia, the, the ugly stepsisters from Cinderella, taking part in this welcome show. Yeah, I'm sure this will be there still when when you go next year. And this is one thing that I'm massively jealous of because one of my favourite things about Disney is shows. And I think a welcome show is such a nice thing to like almost welcome you back to the park, you know, like your second home, like welcome back. And nice to see Mickey and Minnie, obviously, they'll be in their 50th anniversary gear, as I'm sure the whole gang will. And seeing some of those rarer characters as well. Like, yeah, what a unique experience. I'm very jealous of this. Yeah. And I think also like you've hit the nail on the head there. It's about welcoming people back. And I think welcoming people back after the pandemic, like we haven't had characters. Characters is something and entertainment. So let's go out with a bang. Let's let's have characters and entertainment and a celebration as soon as you get into the Magic Kingdom, the most magical place on earth. And they really are going with that tagline for the 50th anniversary because there is a brand new documentary that's debuting this week, 1st of October. It's available on ABC for any of our American listeners called The Most Magical Story on Earth. And it's going to be a celebration of the past 50 years of Walt Disney World. I'm sure they'll talk about Walt's vision of having a second park and how he didn't get to see it finished and how his brother had to finish it and then how Epcot wasn't what it was meant to be. You know, it's going to be the usual story, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a bit like the ABC documentaries that we see around Christmas where maybe we've got some celebrity performers and that kind of thing. I think I might have even seen a clip of Christina Aguilera singing Reflection in the Magic Kingdom. So yeah, it's going to be, um, I think, what we normally see from an ABC documentary. I'm sure that those of us in the UK will get it on Disney Plus. I had to remember what it was called then uh, at some time soon. Yeah, this is one that I hope we get because I really, really want to watch this. If not, we'll have to find a way to, to stream it somehow. But yeah, I'm sure probably probably next year, you know, we get everything late here in the UK. I'm sure we will get it added to Disney Plus. So yeah, I'm very, very excited for that. And then one other thing that we haven't touched upon yet is more of something for the kids. McDonald's are introducing Disney toys, especially for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Now, I think there are about 20, 25 of these characters altogether. There are not 50. Your parents will be pleased to hear. Um, because I imagine there are going to be a lot of children that want to keep going back and getting those Happy Meals to try and get every single toy. I don't know if McDonald's are still good at doing the thing where they swap toys. I know they used to do that. I collected the Monsters, Inc. Happy Meal toys when that came out and I got every single one. But obviously, when you get doubles, my mum would just go and ask to swap them and they would be quite happy to do it. But yeah, I'm sure that there are going to be a lot of people trying to collect however many of these toys there are. Yeah, definitely. And I love this. This is such an homage to the 90s and early noughties where, you know, that was a thing. And, and you'd always see Disney McDonald toys collaborations. And, and recently, you know, I, I've seen 
books and you know educational things which is great but not as nostalgic as you know your cheap plastic Disney McDonald's toy and yeah I remember I think we may have even spoken about this on chat Disney before but they did do a collection of 50 Disney characters in the 90s and I had all 50 and I didn't have 50 Happy Meals. My mum used to go, because back then a Happy Meal was a pound, and my mum would ask if she could pay a pound to get just the toy, and they would oblige. And I remember my cousin as well. So my mum and my auntie would go and do this so that my cousin and I had the full set. And these were the ones where they would come in a white packet so you couldn't see what the toy is. So you'd have, my auntie became quite an expert in standing there, like feeling this thing up going, no, it's Mickey and handing it back and then getting another one and being like, yep, yeah, evil queen. Yep, yeah, they've not got this. Great, we'll take it. And and we did, we got all 50. They're in my parents' attic. They'll be worth nothing because they're all out of their packaging. <laughs> there we are. Amazing, I love this. They do, I'm just looking at these ones actually and they do remind me a little bit of those, those ones from the 90s. They've got some interesting characters there as as well I mean they've got um Edna Mode is one they've got Groot they've got Joe from Soul so they've got some quite unique characters it's not just sort of who you would expect Groot is a really interesting one and I can imagine that will be very very popular as well so yeah McDonald's they're on it. Very exciting. And the final thing that we're going to be talking about this week in relation to the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary is the fact that as part of the celebrations, you know, we've seen this castle refresh over the last year. We've now got that lovely 50th sign on the castle. It's beautiful, but they're not just adding things, you know, new coasters here and there. They are making sure that general maintenance across the resort is well kept and well looked after as well. So you can expect to see updates and refreshes of paint and that sort of thing to attractions like Peter Pan's flight and also the Prince Charming's regal carousel. So they're taking care of the old favourites too. Yeah, always good to see. Any excuse, I think, to to give a bit of an update to some, some attractions. So yeah, very, very exciting. So I think we've covered quite a lot there. Obviously, the celebrations officially start this week. So very, very happy birthday, anniversary award, Disney so jealous of everyone anyone that is going in the next couple of weeks obviously america have just opened up flights again to people from the uk i believe starting from november so if you are hoping to get there this year and you are from the uk then it is looking like it will be possible yeah, definitely. I don't think there's an official date of when it is in November. I've seen sort of on Diz Twitter and in the Disney community, there are some British people that have trips booked for November. And they're like, can you just give us a day? Because I don't know. Um, so one of our listeners, I saw Dom Hodgson has got a book, a, a, a trip booked, I think maybe 2nd of November. And he's like tweeting, like, can someone just give us a date? Because I don't know if my trip's happening. But I'd have to say, you know, we're almost into October. It's October this week. If your flight's still booked, like if that's still going ahead, surely the airlines would have cancelled by now. You would hope so. I mean, yeah, how frustrating if if you were like a couple of days out. You could push it, surely. If it was a couple of days, I feel like, depending on who you booked with, but the Walt Disney Company themselves are super flexible. Um, You know, I know a few people that were meant to be flying out for the the 50th that couldn't make the trip and and got full refunds and that sort of thing. So I'm sure you'd be able to sort of cancel and rebook or, or shuffle dates. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, good, good news. So yeah, that pretty much concludes everything that we're going to be talking about in the main part of the episode in regards to Walt Disney World. 
We're now going to move on to the final part of the episode, BFFs. When you're the best of friends Having so much fun together So BFFs is a segment we actually haven't done in a very long time and it's us testing our knowledge of how well we know each other and we mentioned in the start of the episode that Mercedes, with your help, has actually booked her hotel for next year. So she hasn't even told me at the moment which hotel she has booked. I've been away this past week. So I'm not sure. So I'm going to take a guess at which one she has booked. But Mercedes, just before I guess, do you want to remind our listeners of what it was that you were weighing up and which hotels it was you were looking at? Yeah, absolutely. So because of budget and that sort of thing, myself and Grumpy were looking at a Disney moderate resort. I would love to stay deluxe, but the price for us, unfortunately, with flights and everything coming from the UK means it's just completely unaffordable and unattainable. So moderate is where we have gone for. And there aren't that many moderate resorts at Walt Disney World. So you've got the cabins at Fort Wilderness, but they are very, very expensive. And I don't fancy paying that sort of price for a cabin. So that one was out. And then that only really leaves the Port Orleans. Obviously, you've got French Quarter and also Riverside. And then you've got Caribbean Beach and you've got Coronado Springs. Now, I think universally, Port Orleans is considered the best of the moderates for various different reasons but I've actually been really fortunate and have stayed at Port Orleans before and I wanted to do something new so that narrowed it down to Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs and if you tuned in last week we did a whole segment weighing up the pros and cons for the two and the main sort of differentiators of each is that Caribbean Beach has got the Skyliner and Coronado Springs is more of an adult chilled relaxed vibe and we did a poll I did various polls about this. I did it on my personal Instagram, the Chat Disney Instagram, but we did a big poll on our Chat Disney Twitter. We actually had 80 people respond, which is amazing. And we wanted to know which Disney moderate is the best. So to give you you a bit more uh, intelligence before you make your decision, Tash, so you can make an educated guess, Port Orleans came out on top, which is unsurprising. So French Quarter got 33% of the vote. Riverside got 26% of the vote. Caribbean Beach got 23.8%. And in the comments, everybody that said Caribbean Beach was raving about the Skyliner access. And then in last place was Coronado Springs with 16%. The reason people didn't like Coronado Springs was because they say it's not very Disney and it is a conference hotel, which means you get a lot of business people there. So that's what our listeners think. What do you think I did? See, I think if it was just you and you were going with a family, I think you would have gone for Caribbean Beach. But I think being that you're going with Grumpy, you're not going with any children, you probably do want some like downtime, some time to chill. It doesn't have the whole thing with all the bus stops. We spoke about the Skyliner and how, you know, you're not going to use it every day. I think you went for Coronado Springs. You are correct. I did. I went for Coronado Springs. It's not very Disney, but that's great. Grumpy doesn't want alligators playing the trumpet in the swimming pool. I showed him Port Orleans and he looked like he was going to die. And that's like my favorite Disney hotel of all Disney World. And I showed him like the value options as well because he didn't want to spend too much. And I showed him the uh, art of, uh, not the art of animation, the all-stars sport. I don't want to stay in a sport hotel, but I thought it might appeal to him. He took one look at Huey, Dewey and Louie playing baseball, those huge figures. And he was 
like, no, no, no. So he wants subtlety. Coronado Springs has just had the new Grand Destino Tower built, which looks absolutely incredible. There's a rooftop bar and you can watch the fireworks over various different resorts. It's really close to Blizzard Beach. It's also fairly close to Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. And we just figured if the transportation sucks on the buses, we'll just get the odd Uber here and there. We hopefully will get to experience the Skyliner because we'll use it maybe to get to Riviera Resort if we have a meal there or we'll get it to Park Hop between Epcot Hollywood Studios because I would like to experience it. But the queues for the Skyliner look pretty terrible as well. I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube and doing as much of research as I can. And there's something about Caribbean Beach and I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just... it. It for me, it, it was built in the 80s and it really shows. I think it needs a bit of a, a refresh, and whether that's like a bit of IP in there. I know they've tried the whole pirate theme and there's like the pirate rooms, but I don't really like them. Caribbean's not a theme that really appeals to me. Yeah, I I like the look of it. I think it I mean, yeah, it's probably one of the hotels that I've seen more of for some reason on social media and stuff. And I like the look of it. But I do think for you, you've made the right choice with going for Coronado Springs. I think that it will be nice for you and especially for Grumpy to probably not have you know kids screaming and running about here there and, and everything I'm sure there will be <laughs> oh, yeah I'm sure there will but you're probably not going to get as many maybe as some of the, the other res- resorts um and I think things like the pool will be a bit more chill and relaxed and stuff so yeah I do think you've made the right decision yeah well time will tell so that's what we've done I've gone completely against the advice of our listeners but I did speak to to lots of people about it people that that know me personally that are Walt Disney World experts and and they all agreed that especially with the addition of the Grand Destino Tower which Grand Destino Tower Tash I need you as soon as this we finished recording today to go and look at it I think they recycled the blueprints from the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. It's uncanny how similar it is. And I've, I've stayed at that hotel and uh, the similarities to me are, are crazy. They're definitely, really? yeah, it's I, definitely inspired. I'm definitely going to look that up. I wouldn't be surprised if they had because that hotel is beautiful. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we haven't booked for a Grand Testino Tower room, but I have looked online and it's not completely out of the realms of possibility that you can be upgraded. So I'm praying for an upgrade. Fingers crossed for you that that Disney magic comes in and that is what happens. Absolutely. So please do join us next week. We will be back on our regular schedule Monday morning. If you do want to get in touch with Tasha or I and talk about Walt Disney World celebrations or anything Disney in general, you can send us a tweet. Our Twitter is at ChatDisneyUK. Or you can find us on Instagram at ChatDisney. We will see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.